Welcome to the latest episode, Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, sitting in front of Ranger is Vance. That's right, I got him to come down. I'm here. I held, held a carrot above, you know, in front of him. I actually need something. That's why I'm here. Well, you, you came last time for something and you said, ah, I'll just get it next time. Yeah, I was pretty beat up. Borrowing my trailer to bring mm-hmm. the old jacked up golf cart back mm-hmm. to his house, not mine. So, uh, don't, I might not have room. There might be a big ticket item coming in. I don't know when, but with that being said, we have Todd Young on the phone. Hello. I am here. Perfect. And, uh, I'll, I'll hit it right off the get go. I've made a decision. This is the last podcast on this hosting site. Now we're not done. We're going to keep going. I have a whole host of instructions that I got to follow. And according to the instructions, if I do them correctly, it's going to be a seamless transition onto the new hosting software site, all that happy jazz. So if it may take a little longer, I may have to manually load up all 116 or so episodes that we have. So just be patient. If, if I have to go ahead and do this, they are, some of those ones are close to three hours long. So... <laughs> I'm glad Andy's taking care of this because if that was left in my hands, I know this would be probably me saying, uh, well, guys, this has been fun. Uh, <laughs> this is our probably our last one because I'm going to get frustrated. And <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess the worst thing that so could happen, luck, the worst thing that could happen is I have everything downloaded twice on the computer in two different spots, which I'm then going to get a memory stick and copy and paste and then have another redundant copy because there was a lot of work that went into just getting here. Yeah. And, but with that, everything is still up on the, on the, uh, the spot we have it now. So it's looking like we're going to be able to keep like the same name, keep everything the same and no one would even know. Everything should be the same. I have to go through all these instructions for iTunes and all this and that. But, uh, the cool thing is, is the, the place that I've selected, I guess has a spot where I think you can make comments on the podcasts if you're running their app, like kind of like you're going to rate it like iTunes allows a rating, but people Mm -hmm. can, you know, say something, you know, whatever that guy's an idiot, you know, Mm -hmm. banging fish, baby seems to be very popular as of late banging fish, baby. (laughs) Um, So with all of that, you know, there should be some upgrades, you know, uh, in terms of that, but I'm still, not terribly familiar with it because I don't want to just start something and have like two podcasts going and yeah. then have like a new one in the mix of a whole bunch of old ones. So I'm going to, after this, this is what I'm going to do is I'm going to start playing around with that. So uh, bear with us and keep in touch with, uh, you know, watch on Facebook or something. And uh, if, if there's an issue, I will definitely post something up and, find new locations and whatever you need to do so but after this show i'm going to start the transition and it sounds like you you're still going to be able to get it off of itunes yes just how the rss feed is you can still have it there but if i don't do anything at all uh come 11 1 there is zero shows if i do nothing wow so but i will still have them and i'd have to figure out what to do with them at that point so anyways, okay, that's the spiel.
Okay. So, from there, booth 618, Chicago Muskie Show. 618, baby. By Boat a. Letter A. I was told that I have to say it, I have to enunciate it because it sounds like booty. Really? Yes. Boat somebody a. told you that. Yes, yeah, somebody Boat told me. Boat A. Yeah. It, it, Boat A. <laughs> don't raise your eyebrows when you say that to me. <laughs> Boat A? <laughs> so anyways, yeah. What the heck is this thing? There was a bug by me. Okay, I got this fixed. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here like talking, and I just see it coming from my mouth. I'm not about to just ingest Inhale. this. Is it around here? It's yes. Yeah, better not be a bee. I've been getting attacked. You have been oh on the God. phone. You're driving, and they're just coming after you on the cart. They did do that, and then I I had a nest again in my camper. Well, oh jeez. I mean, I don't know, Todd. Have, have you noticed like just with this like influx of warm fall weather that like those yellow jackets are out hard oh yeah yeah i yeah, where were yeah. they all summer i have no idea but it's they're like... just out and about right now yeah up at work we know we've been working on this one dump truck and we found like eight nests they right. weren't big but nonetheless it's like when the some you know the sun comes up they get all warm they start spreading their wings and you're like no nah, nah, not today buddy yeah so i yeah. use the secret weapon and that's the whole point WD-40. WD-40. Did you use it? I used it today. It does not kill them instantly, but they do not like it after about five or ten seconds. Yeah. And uh, most people have WD-40 somewhere close. So did it save the day? It did, yeah. Do you think it... I mean, I think the nest is ruined. Yeah, they're, they're not happy. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're in doubt, hit it again at night or in the morning because that's their weakness. you got to exploit it. Yeah. Darkness is not their friend. Maybe I'll just do it tonight. Smash it with your fist. Ugh. But anyway, okay. We went from Chicago show to bee killing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to be there. I should have a... I'm going to have what I can bring bait-wise. You know, I'm getting about 50 baits done right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to uh, get any more done before then. But we're definitely going to see... I have a decent supply right there of the glide baits, the jerk baits, you know, the six inch raptor, the eight inch raptor, the soft tail eight inch, the ten inch. Uh, I got a fair amount of gliders. I got a good selection of rubber baits, probably more than I have in a long time. So, are that, you painting sixes right now? I have paint on some sixes. All the baits. Okay. I don't have any six-inch blanks. I might have one or two if you ask me to dig for them, but that's yes, like I'm... reserve. Okay, I might. We might have to do a reserve. I need to get an order to you. So, oh jeez, and I was scaling today. I have like little crappies. Yeah. I have little mm -hmm. perches that are going. Some silver shiners. So yeah, nice. fire tigers. Well, you've already said a couple of them we need. Okay, perfect. So, we'll uh, figure this out when uh, yeah. the whole world isn't yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, with that, we're going to be at the show. Find us at com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, don't expect much out of YouTube or Twitter, but we're there. And Musky Tackle Online, they got a lot of our baits. Or they did. They ordered a bunch. I'm not really sure inventory levels. 
And uh, we also have Team Rhino Outdoors has some exclusive colors. And GT Rod and Reel has some exclusive colors. I'm not sure if they're up on his site, but he does tend to go to all the major shows. And it is coming up on show season. It's mid-October already. It's a little over two months away. Crazy. It's just, it is wow. crazy. So, with that, we're going to Boss Shad. So, you can find some Boss Shads more than likely, if you listen to this show in a hurry, at Mark's Bait Tackling Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. I'm sure they have some left. Uh, there might be some at Musky Tackle Online. But, if you really want to get your Boss Shads, you're going to want to like the Boss Shad page on Facebook. And wait for him to drop baits on there when he gets them done on his terms. So with that, that's that's gonna kinda how this is. So And we have a couple as well. We we have some. Yeah, we have a couple. Mm-hmm. Literally a couple. Quite literally a couple. I think I got three over there. Yeah. And they may or may not be for sale at the end of this show. Oh. No, I might. Who knows? They're brand new. Sitting right there. They're in Mud Puppy, which I know of a little a little birdie told me that a mud puppy got a big one. Mm-hmm. Todd, you know anything yeah. about that? Yeah, we got a real nice fish the other day on the mud puppy boss shad on the X rod, and we got uh, about one two days in a row on the mud puppy boss on the X rod. So, yeah, we haven't been crushing the fish, or but we we've been getting them pretty consistently. Real nice one the other day. Nice fat, nice fall fatty. I was gonna say, is it a fall fatty? It's definitely a fall fatty. Did it bang the bait, baby? <laughs> yeah, it did everything. <laughs> did everything. First fish for a lady that I don't know how many fish she's ever even really caught, but she was uh, absolutely scared scared to death of it. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> it had legs. Yeah. <laughs> she she didn't, even, didn't really want to even get in the picture, but yeah, we got her in there. Yeah, she was nice. It was nice. It was a giant. Fun fun that job, fun everything. Yeah. Great fight. And you know it's fat because it's fall. Oh yeah. Yes. They read yeah. the magazines. Mm-hmm. I, I like seeing the photos and I'm not picking on anyone in particular. It says check out this fall fatty and it's like, Yeah, that's an average summer fish at best. <laughs> it really just Yeah, I know. Didn't, yeah. It hasn't put on the weight yet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we got one that was just a little, an inch or inch and a half short of the one that we caught that day, and it was not a fall fatty. It was a beautiful, big, nice, long fish, but uh, bars, by by no means a fat one. Some are, some aren't. Yeah. All depends. Boss they... shads, boss shads. Perfect. The mud puppy's been hot. That's what we like to hear. So, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides... Let's get Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. We only got, I have about two days left in October that I would be able to fish. So uh, if you're listening, I want to give it one more shot, give us a call. Vance has quite a few open days, you know. We're just, he had a little trip planned that he's not taken, so there's a few more opened up there. We definitely have room to get you in between Vance and I. And uh, we'll see, with this weather, we'll probably go keep keep on going in november if we get the uh if we get the calls if we get the business i had 69 degree water temps today i mean it's like beginning of september type 
like out there right now. It's heading uh, in the right direction, though. Yeah, yeah, I look, yeah. Towards 55. Not, not, not much. <laughs> we need the rain, though. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. we got a rainy day. It's going to be a little chilly tomorrow, but I'll tell you, the extended forecast but still shows a lot of the upper 60s and 70s and not real low at night. I mean, that's what takes you all the way up almost to the end of the month. So I don't know. We'll see. We might get a lot of nice fishing still coming here. Banging fish, baby. Give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, St. Croix rods, best on earth. If you're uh, out and about and you need a fishing pole, fishing rod, fishing stick, whatever you'd like, um, St. Croix rod probably has it covered. So uh, check them out. All right, Vance, let's get in this power ranking. Power rankings. Been doing it since the turn of the year. Send in your submissions. We're going to get them in all winter and into the spring when we can't fish. Uh, so if you want any, us to discuss anything specific, send it in. We'll get you involved. And uh, we have fun with this. So we'll do mine coming in three. It's just changed. But uh, You changed it? I did, yeah. You're a man of mystery on these anymore. The uh, <clears throat> The mud puppy color. <laughs> yeah and i might you know it's well my my power ranking is going to be the big fish color you know something that's good for you that you seem to always get a big fish on mine pretty consistently is is the puppy mud puppy the puppy yeah yeah it, that, it's just a big fish color for me i think for todd too i know for todd i mean that yeah couple of those giants have come yeah. on mud puppy and it's a it's a newer color i know dale wiley's boat got a real nice one up here the other day too and it was on a mud puppy mud puppy yes so that big color yeah that big fish color for you the color created by andy in his secret little painting layer mm-hmm. <laughs> that painting <laughs> layer uh, put so much overspray paint on my boats do you yeah. remember that, Todd? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It was terrible in there. Yep. Nothing like this setup I got now. but Yeah. Mud Puppy. Created by the artist. I wouldn't even go Andy. that far. Just say. Andy. Thrown and, uh, together. Na- named by his wife. Correct. And it looks absolutely nothing like a mud puppy, but that's what we call it. I don't Nothing even... looks like a... Nothing looks like a clown either. Or, Wonder you know, bread. Wonder bread, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monkey puke. It's nice. Yeah. Grape yeah. ape. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. It's been a good color for us. That bright orange belly. I mean, yeah. Flesh and orange belly. It's been a great color. I just got one on a mud puppy color a couple hours ago before I was here. Yeah. Check this pant leg out. That's shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> That's a bunch of fish shit. Okay, so Vance is wearing like these sweatpants. And he's like, check out this pant leg. And he, he moved like everyone knows what the material sweatpants is. Yeah. It's rigid. It's like someone punched him with like glue, Elmer's glue. And there's just rigid discs of poop. Fish fecal matter. Yeah. Nice. I, I, that one got me. Fall fatty. 
I cut the hooks off of a mud puppy raptor today, too. You did? Yeah. Why had they cut one hook? I want Back in in business, though. I want to think, and I'm thinking on the fly right now, I'm not sure if I caught a fish on a mud puppy. (laughs) Do you have one? Oh, I have plenty of them. I invented okay. the color. Buddy. You don't. You don't use it though. You don't use it. I mean, in your in your go to box, it's not there. No, I don't have one in the go to box because I've said this a million times. This, the first stinger that I painted was perch, so I took that one and a perch raptor. I have perch orange belly soft tail. This year, I've been saying I'm going to put time on the lemon head, which. It would be an overstatement to say I put time on it, but I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just got a fire tiger swimmer in there too. I believe you had a hit on Mitch, my puppy Mitch. I did have a hit. R.P. Mitch. R.P. Mitch one. Mitch one. Yeah. But yeah, Continue. I'm not. I'm not sure. I can yeah. honestly say that I've actually caught a fish on a mud puppy that stands out. I may have. That pike I caught in Conneaut Lake that I had you guys all suspended in, in disbelief yeah. with that awful story, I think yeah. that was Silver Shiner. I tried to forget about that story. Me too. I don't just because I, I need to bring it up to just enjoy the aroma of disappointment. Uh, <laughs> such a I was in such a good mood. I was too. I remember hey, that, that was day. fourteen or fifteen months ago, guys. Get over it. I know. Um, I remember exactly I what I was doing. Yeah, but I mean, because you, you know, you kind of remember like really awful times. Okay, and so that was one of them. That story was one of them. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm if kidding. you're that hung up on that, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm just being dramatic. It's working. So, anyway, the big fish collar, whatever it is that works for you, mine is is mud puppy. I do throw it a lot, mm-hmm. but um, I throw a lot of other things too. But for some reason, when it's go time for the big ones, it's usually on the mud puppy. And it's it's going to just continue to spread because I know of a couple other lure makers that are painting it, more than a couple, yeah. with and without asking me. Not that they have to, but it's yeah. kind of cool when they do. But uh, Yeah, it's like a tip of the cap. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, who's, who's coming in number two? Number two. Todd, take it away. I'm giving this. I'm All giving right. this one to Andy because I just kind of ripped into him about how terrible that story was. I, I but you got to keep in mind, I am not sitting here defending that it's a great story. I like to just run myself over. Listen, Andy just fist pumped when he uh, when I mentioned Todd coming in at two in the oh, He was so excited that he he, he winked at me. His number one. <laughs> Go we ahead, must Todd. Have a, we, we must have someone that called in for number one. Andy, uh, Andy no, just not tell us about it. No, no. I'm constellation. Is, <laughs> Go ahead. Mine is finding that, uh, you know, finding that sweet spot, finding that hot, hot bite somewhere. Uh, you know, you you got to re- remember, you know, the way I always look at it is, lots of times out here or on on every lake, you know, you go through bad times when man, you know, no one's catching much, no one's doing doing very well and then sometimes you have partial seasons like that but deep down you know the muskies are in there 
especially when the next year you catch all these 40s and 50s and 38s, they were in the lake. Those fish are out there eating somewhere. We're just not encountering them, you know, and guiding, we search every day. You know, sometimes you get into something and it lasts for weeks. We can do the same, same old grind and, uh, you know, just, just keep keep on the same group of fish or whatever and uh but yeah you know you do some searching every once in a while you come upon something or an area you know our, our light changes all the time every year the hottest areas that we have trolling or casting especially casting you know it changes one place vance and i will catch you know a hundred hundred fish out of a weed bed in a season maybe and the next year it goes to five <laughs> You know, and that happens, but it, it, it's it's always rewarding when you pop in somewhere, at, you know, because so many times it doesn't work out. You just, you know, we've been picking up fish here, picking up fish there, but every once in a while you pull in somewhere and you just start seeing them and they just start hitting and then it lasts for the second day, third day, and you know you're going to have a few more days of this at least. Uh, it's always a great feeling, especially doing guide trips to something to look forward to the next day <laughs> absolutely i uh i can add to that because as i'm anticipating the weather getting colder and i've already stressed that i we need more rain i will have my little honey hole hopefully open for business i did not go there last year wow not so, once not once i did not get to go to my spot and i'm hoping to this year have i ever been there yeah okay but it wasn't we didn't do any i mean i put you on a fish but you just looked at it with a tear in your eye yeah um sorry but anyways so who's to say it would have been yeah dumb fish anyway i think it came in again though yeah i mean we we saw it a couple times but uh it, it was by no means a giant but like what todd's saying like you know his his spots move. I have a little bit more concrete of a spot, mm-hmm. and I look forward to that every year. Now, I will say this: it's not nearly as rewarding as the first time I found the spot. I mean, like I just found this, and then I realize that you can mark your calendar, and you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be fish there yeah. on the calendar days that you mark. Yeah. That, that that's that that is true in a lot of the river systems you know once you find that once you find that uh area they do it it, it can be an annual thing you know yeah so you know our, our our lake has no it's it's i'm not saying secret spot i mean this lake's 18 miles long one time or another in the last 35 years i've caught fish casting throughout the entire lake there's nowhere that we haven't caught them it's just that some years areas are hotter than others. Sometimes it lasts a week. Sometimes it lasts all season. You know, last year we we were getting we we, we got a nice amount of fish in an area. In advance was like, where should I go check out? You know, and I thinking I was like, hey, try it over here. I we haven't been over there. I haven't been over there much. There's been times we caught a lot of fish. That ended up being our best casting area last year. Mm-hmm. When we caught them right at, right up through <clears> November, <throat> some of the last fish we caught were in there, and we we. Not that we were killing them in there, but it was a place we could pull in. And most most mornings or most days when we did it, when the wind was right, we got a fish or two out of there. And, uh, you know, it lasted through the whole season. The uh, I don't think I've caught one in that area this year. And I've hit it numerous times. Yeah. 
The, I don't even think I've seen one, but you know they change. The satisfaction of finding it yourself is, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a certain level of you know if if someone says I'm going fishing, where are they biting? And you give them just go to this spot, and they go and catch fish. Yeah, it's like rewarding because they caught fish. You know, they they had a good time, yeah. but it's not it's not the same as if they stumbled upon it, and and wow look at what i just found i've accomplished this and so on and so forth so i guess yeah finding your spot finding a little honey hole too awesome coming in at one andy's big day take it away man my big day i used to be number one (laughs) often but anyways mine was it's kind of going off of last week's and it was well, this week's is sticking to a plan. And whether it works or it doesn't work, I still find enjoyment out of coming up with a plan. Excuse me. And following through with it. And it it, it could just be a, a lot of, of anything. Uh, that you do in life. Vance, what are you doing? I have glitter all over me. I told you to not go to that bar. <laughs> it's just, I'm playing with uh, soft tails, raptors. I was going to, I wanted you to say a worm, but um, yeah. anyways, so kind of extending on what what it was last week was I had the permission to hunt every day for the first complete week of the hunting season minus Sunday where it's not allowed here. And while it was a productive week, it was stressful at times. Um, you know, it's only a couple couple hours sit every night. But at the end of the week, I look at the numbers, I look at the effort and you know, all that stuff and I I even said towards the end of it I said I have a plan, I am going to stick it out. And I did. And I don't regret it. It it was a good time, and now this week I'm at peace with not going as much because I had my opportunity, I went through with it, I'm adequately satisfied. And in that week, I got Vance to sit in a tree. <clears throat> a lot of fun. And uh, <clears throat> I sat a little too long for Andy's liking. Let's expand a little bit on that. So this was Vance's first time archery hunting without someone right next to him. He knew where the stand was. I dropped him off. I said, I'll come and get you and when I'm done because I had to continue down the road. And I got in my spot, get all done, start walking back to the truck. I call Todd, give an update, and I go and I kind of go to like the rendezvous point, and there's no Vance. Well, you never picked a time. You know, well, right. I'm not, I'm not dogging on you, but I said, Todd, I got to go find Vance. So I started like driving through the woods or the fields, I should say closer to the woods. And I'm like, Todd, I don't see Vance anywhere. And I should be able to see him if he's walking out right here. So I was already ready for bed. Yeah. I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i said i'll call you back i call vance he answers the phone whispering hello <laughs> i'm like are you lost <laughs> He's like, i'm in the tree 
<laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> you cannot see. I mean, it was pitch black. <laughs> it was pitch oh my gosh! Black. I mean, but black. the moon, the moon was like lit, lighting up this field just a little bit, man. <laughs> but you usually like, you know, say, "Hey, we're meeting at this time," or "I'm leaving. I'm getting out of the stand." You know, I, I get it. I mean, yes, I did not come through all the way, but you were just like, "Hey, you got to get out of the woods." <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. So you then, gotta get out of the woods. So <laughs> it's time to go. I, I, I'm I late made, for breakfast. <laughs> I I said I I said, Vance, you got a flashlight? He goes, Yeah, I got this headlamp. I'm like, okay, so as soon as he says that, I just the the, the layout of the land was I could not see where Vance was in the tree. But the the hill like rolled down. And I'm back on the phone with Todd. I'm like, well, Vance is coming out right now. And it's like a revolving light. You can just see this light scanning left and right in the field. I don't know if it was on your head or were you just looking uh, for I was, grizzlies. I was using using it in the hand at that time. And it was just all over. This beam was just projecting. There was like a light mist in the air. That's a pretty good headlamp. It it's a very good headlamp. But I, I tell you what, I mean... Those woods are scary. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Oh, it. I'm not gonna lie. You're. I was walking next to corn, you know, and uh, it's it's eerie out there. Oh, you know, little little like. Uh, did you get your pun? I did. Yeah, but okay. it, it wasn't eerie. Um, <laughs> we were in a different different place, but uh, you know, walking along those corn stalks and stuff, you. You know, you see too many horror movies, you think something's going to come out. Well, and, and what, what plays into it was I was going to describe the way the light projected was as if you were watching the old X-Files. And every time they... Ooh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like one of those ghost stories that Paul was telling. Yeah, so um, how when they enter a room and they have their flashlight on, you can kind of see the whole beam. Yeah. Because it has to be like a dust or a mist in the air. That's what it was like for Vance, and I'm gonna tell you what you made good time coming back. Either you power walked, or you had some scoot to you. I'm quick, man. I'm fast. So he he made the last 250 yards pretty quick, and well, you like scared the shit out of me. Like, let's go right now. Oh my gosh, I I just blew a pearl. Vance, there's a guy. <laughs> he just chased me out. That you could you could have you could have freaked me out with that. You're like, come get me, drive down. You feel, here. you feel a little bit different when you have, you know, like a high powered rifle in your hand, but you got one, one, one arrow. One arrow, you know what I'm saying? Something could pop out and get you, you know. Yeah, you know, and I've I, I thought about this some more. Like if I had uh one of the nights that I was out hunting, there was a squabble between some raccoons. And they were oh, squealing that's... and screaming and it's it does not yeah. sound like what you're normally used to hearing nighttime mm-hmm. animals, and I, you know, not that I'm afraid of a raccoon. I can I can kick pretty hard, but if there's two or three of them, I might be in trouble. You don't want to get hit if they're yeah. organized. Yeah, and uh, if they formed a, I mean, they they could come at me from all sides. I got they could they could come could. out of the it trees. Could, it could it could be a gang. It very well could be. Watch. The- but, they were pounding each other. The, 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 the squeals and, and just everything. But so anyways, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, all right, let's just say I, I crest this hill, and there they are waiting for me. 
oh, I can take out one. Then what's the plan? Yeah. Because I pack light. I'm like, okay, here it is. Pop two other arrows out with broadheads, and you go at them like you stab with, them. with swords. Yeah. That's that's the plan. None of this has really happened. No. It, it, it's, just so, it's so weird we're talking about this stuff. And then you, you, you see like... Uh, People out, you know, when, when elk opened up, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, I just got mauled by a grizzly bear, and <laughs> half of my face is off, and but I'm good, and I'm going to drive, and we're just like, here come the raccoons, and <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Which, <laughs> which it's like, I don't think, you know, Vance, you didn't see any raccoons. I, I saw about one a night entering the corn, and it, it just, it was what it was, but it's it plays on your mind. I guess Here's we are thing. really going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we really are. Dark woods, dark water. With the fall being the way it is right now, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty much quitting time at 7 p.m. Yep. Where we're at. And uh, I dropped the clients off in this area that I picked them up, and my truck was, uh, you know, probably about like nine miles away from there for me to go to, to where I launched my boat. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been on that lake at night. In a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, dark water and being out there in the dark, it, it kind of gave me that s- same feeling. That, you just like, are like buzzing by. And, you know, I was doing like a respectable speed limit. And then I was like, I was like looking at the water and stuff like it, as it was going by. I'm like. Was she calling your name? N- uh, Nessie. That's I what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, you know, I was like. I started thinking of those. The lady of the lake started singing. Yeah, that's. I started thinking of that stuff, and then I kind of just dropped the hammer and got back very, very fast. And at that you, point. you felt like a bump in the middle of the lake. Like Mm-mm. what was that? The the problem I have with driving at night in my boat is keeping all the cash from flying out. That and the bugs and me Bug. having to keep the my sunglasses on cuz you could take one in the eye pretty easy and so i can't i can't see a damn thing mm-hmm. you know i either have to like squint really hard <clears throat> or put my hand out in, in front of me and say these things will smack this first but you're using the force mhm okay you know like this oh okay and uh that's that's a problem i have with with being on the water at night and trying to make a run is getting crushed by a bug right in the eye and it's happened and it could startle you enough to to jerk your hand or whatever you know just natural reaction i uh carry a pair of clear uh safety glasses that's not a bad idea because well for many reasons when i would ride street bike i have i don't know if you saw it i have my helmet out i pulled it out of the basement I have that dark that tinted tin visor, visor yeah. that don't work at night. Yeah. It looks really cool in the day, but it don't work at night. Yeah. So I flipped that up, put on a pair of safety glasses That's a great, to, to great be legal. Idea. And then the next thing was is I took that, carried it over. When I'd fly up and down my river, a lot of bugs hit you in the eye. And there's a, there's less room for error going fast. On a river. On a river of this width. Yeah. Especially with the S's that I got to make around fallen trees. Sure, yeah. So, Andy's tip of the day: safety glasses. Bono style, I love it. And uh, but anyway, sticking to the plan, um, it it brought back to where Todd. What year was that? Me and you, PMTT Cave Run. That's what I was thinking of. The tournament, sticking to the plan. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah, probably around there. 
we we were pre-fishing we saw you know i kind of had to go off of what you were saying because you had experience mm-hmm. down there and we did that we popped into that one little bay and there was bait everywhere we had a decision to make and we uh we stuck to the plan yeah and it's always easy hindsight to you know second guess your moves and all this and that but really you kind of have to rely on your plan obviously there's times that you gotta like deviate but if you have a clear mind you come up with a plan and you stick to it you're just kind of saying i'm going to accept the results but this is the plan we're putting our eggs in this basket Mm -hmm. and that's where that came from i mean i would have loved to have caught a fish or even won that tournament but we had a plan and we stuck to it. Solid. Stick to the plan. Yeah. Guns are blazing. Go out. <clears throat> That's right. It's good stuff. Send in your submissions. We'll get talking. Okay. We, the, we have a topic show today. Yes, we do. And the topic is, if there was one thing you could change with how you fish, what would it be? And... That topic's misleading because if you want to change more than one thing, we can talk about it, but we're going to talk about it separately, like changing one variable at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, I gave you guys like an hour or so to think about it. And, uh, and I haven't, which okay. is excellent. That is that is how you prep for a show. Yes. Especially of one of this caliber. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Todd, do you have one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will go first. Now that I faked Todd out. I woke him up. Uh, Mine is, and this is a little bit more serious, is when I do go fishing, I have a real problem with becoming impatient in spots. It's almost like I'm rushing to get home. I've seen that. And it it might be because of the last several years um, of just how life is stressful, you could be doing something productive instead of out here catching a fish that really in 20 years from now, no one's going to care about. Mm-hmm. Even the next day, no one's going to care about. So I tend to get a little impatient. I will fish through a spot a little bit faster. I'll be a little more careless. I will then just say, yep, they ain't biting today. I'll still fish, but it's, it's, it's a mental game that I know I struggle with. And it might also do to the fact that when I'm fishing in the river, it's like, well, hit this spot, then I got 500 yards to go, hit the next spot, go back down, turn around, go and hit this last spot. It's dark out because I did it after work. Go home. Hit your spots quick, thoroughly, and just get out. But I don't think you guys struggle with that nearly as much because you fish for 13 hours a day. (laughs) No, but you know, I, 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 I would need to learn to slow down, but then again, it's, it's, you ever like fish a spot and you're like, I wonder what's going on over there. Oh yeah. And then you're like, don't give this one as much time as you maybe should. Mm-hmm. And then you leave fish to find fish. Yeah. And then you might find fish over there and you leave them to go to the next spot. <laughs> I mean, I usually, yeah, I, 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 I think a lot of the, I, 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 that's what I see, uh, you know, with a lot of my friends that fish, I think that's that's a that's a big difference from the guys that 
you know, have the continue, continued, you know, I would say more successful days. Consistent than, days. Yeah, 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 consistent days. The guys that consistently do it are not chasing, you know. Uh, I have a friend that, that fishes with me, you know, and he comes with me and he's always excited. We go out, you know, don't always catch fish, but normally, you know, he's like, every time we go, you know, we get three, four, five, trolling, casting, whatever, and, uh, you know, he watches us troll, you know. We we work an area. I don't just troll a circle around the whole entire lake and say, well, they're not biting. You know, I pick an area, I see the bait, I know there's muskies around, and just keep doing the same thing, you know. And this one particular friend of mine, you know, he'll he'll come with me and do it, and the next day I'll get a call. Hey, uh, just, just uh, you know, just caught a nice one by the bridge. I'm like, oh, great, you know, and I'm eight miles from him and about two hours later i see him trolling past and he's doing four miles an hour that tells you're, me you're, if you're, you you're use not math gonna see that with us yeah <laughs> he trolled a straight line exactly and uh you know i see that and you you can you can tell people that but some people just don't uh Pump don't understand that yeah, yeah. And say, hey, you know, we got one here. Let's stick this out. Let's hit it some more, you know. The old theory when we were, you know, I was a kid, you know, grandpa used to say they, they're, you know, they're, they're they're usually in pairs, you know. So you'd catch one. If you caught another one, you'd sort of move move on. I mean, that's they're what some pairs. of the guys used to think. I yeah, thought the big what... fish would drive away all the, the other fish, <laughs> yeah. and there was one fish to a spot. Yep, I've, I, that, that I've was an that old too. theory people used to say, you know. Well, if you get one, you want to try to get the other one. There's always another one around. <laughs> you know, I remember, remember hearing that, you know. Uh, I guess that's twice as good as what I heard when I was younger, saying there's only yeah, one. <laughs> one. One in the whole area, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, how often that's, How often that's do a, you... That's a, that's a good one. That's what I know people struggle with that. There's no doubt. I have... My, mine, mine is... You know, I have, uh, you know, changing from fishing, you know, I, there, there's part of that that I can relate to, too, is like sometimes maybe I do, don't move on soon enough. <laughs> now, that's all just when do you when do you decide to abort that mission? You know, uh, I guess there's times I'm too, you know, end up spending the whole day doing something and waiting that to happen and it doesn't sometimes but that's all just sticking to the plan yeah that's sticking to the plan that's what that comes back to and i can't stick to the plan <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know i i remember todd you know i'd like to think that i can admit a lot of my shortcomings but some of the stories that todd tells me and it was funny because i witnessed it the one day i'm i think i know who todd was talking about and this might be the same person um mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, we're going to go cast up here. So they go cast up there. Todd and I are still kind of in the same area. You see them zip by. Boom. Where are they going? Mm-hmm. They go there. And then zoom, going the other way. And I'm like, yeah. What? They're doing half hour drives between spots. Wouldn't it just make sense to hit all the spots on the one side, work your way down to yeah. the other so you're not just blowing through all that gas and, <laughs> and time? And But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, I've gotten 
I've raced so many times to spots with my truck to get out to be the only guy there to fish it as fast as I could and be done fishing the hole before anyone else gets there. And I'm like, well, I could have probably taken my time, Mm -hmm. but I'm off to the next spot. But if you're just going after the easy fish, I guess that's the way you do it. The easy fish is the one that comes on the first couple casts and then you move on. First cast, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pumping the brakes, taking your time. I'd say that I, I kind of, I poke through areas, you know, rather than running and gunning and treating But there every... could be a fish biting over there. Sure, yeah. I mean, you think there, about yes, that all the time. Yes, there definitely could be. Yeah. And I turn right back around and I'm like, I'm sticking to the plan, you know, because it could happen right here too. Um, You're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, but, you know, that always plays mind games with you. Uh, oh, yeah. On those slow days. Only when it doesn't work out, yeah. Yeah. And that's this musky, it's musky fishing too, you know. I mean, you could wait all day and then all all of a sudden take a drift and forget about that long eight hours it took to get a bite. I've never really successfully bounced around all over to these different areas and got one here, go to the next one, got one there, got one here. You know, eight spots, eight fish, something like that. You know every bed but have you ever ping pong between three or four or five spots and then you finally hit a fish oh yeah 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 sure doesn't that justify the move on those days devil's advocate yeah i mean yeah just justifies the move mm-hmm. still is a really slow day and sometimes like i would look at that as i just wasted all this gas I probably could have just chilled here. You know, when it, it's tough for me to leave that game plan. Stick I have more the plan. You know, because like if we're on onto some fish in a spot and it's just not, they're not going. You know, when I start making those bounces, I'm just like, dang, I should be back at sticking to the plan, not doing this crazy running around. Do you ever, like, when you're doing that, you just, like, look down and you talk under your breath, man, I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. You punch yourself in the face. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm constantly doing that. But, yeah. (laughs) Slowing down, sticking sticking to the plan. That's that's tough. You You do move around fast and then... I think it's just a river thing with you, you know, with those spots. And it is really fun to go fast in the river in that boat. But I mean, but, you know, keep in mind the spots that we're fishing, it might be 60 foot by 60 mm. foot. It's like, yeah. how much more beaten of the water do you want to do before yeah. you move on? I try. I know, get... other, I, I know other guys that will hit those spots and set up cameras and will stay there all day. Yeah, yeah, I I know those guys too. Yeah, you know, and they are waiting for the time, and that and you know, lots of times that's what it is, timing. You know, mm-hmm. make the same drift, make the same drift four times, and you just spent three hours doing it, nothing. But the next pass, you're hooked up three times. Yeah, you know, so it can come down to timing. This is all the stuff we just second guess. 
Right, but you but, just said that there's a pair of muskies and you caught three. So that no, you're either yeah. one over the, the maximum population <laughs> or there's another the one old, you left. These are some of the old tales, yes. That one. Where there's one, there's always a second one. I'm yeah. just interweaving everything right back. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I, I get asked a lot if they swim in schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say, I, I say, I you know, I've never really seen that, but some areas hold more fish than others. Uh, I've never really seen them all packed up in there outside of the one lake in Pennsylvania where you can see them in that spawn swimming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But have, have you I, got, have you guys ever seen them in schools like that? Like no, I've seen them. In, in the sharing the same spots, like yeah, I've had three follows with one cast happen twice, yeah, mm-hmm. in the same river, yeah. I wouldn't call that a school. I wouldn't call it a school either. No, I mean, I mean like I, I, I think like a school of perch, and there's just like fifty in a ball right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I think of it. Wouldn't. No, I would not say they're a schooling fish, mm-hmm. a loosely grouping fish. More or less, they're sharing the common cause of mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, I mean, you hear people with double headers, triple headers, you know, stuff stuff like that, you know. Todd, have you ever had a triple header at, at Chautauqua, which is really... No, I haven't had a, a, a triple header yet, no. You've had, you, you've had three on before, but, like, yeah. you only got, like, one or two of those. Yeah, but not at Chautauqua. I want to... I've had lots of lots of doubleheaders over the time. We just had one with my daughter yeah. a couple of weeks ago, uh, but not three. I mean, it wasn't until recently we were usually just trolling four poles here. <laughs> yeah. And you had you know, all so. four go off at once. <laughs> yeah, and it was a snag. <laughs> no, 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 it was a sailboat. <laughs> no. No, I've never had to, I've never had three up there at once. But uh, I mean, I've caught three and I've caught three before my boat went fifty yards before many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get one, release it, kick it in gear. One's on before you get more than one rod out. I mean that that happens. So you know, it's close. Obviously, it's not a school, but they definitely are in packs. I mean, that happens at Lake St. Clair like crazy. You know, you search for search for that first bite and sometimes you once you get that one bite you're when it's right you're golden you know you can spin back around and that rod those rods will just keep going you know now those guys obviously getting triple headers often you know big boards not stopping the boat that's good stuff but yeah well just a quick a quick story i had a guy you 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 were saying something you know some of these old running in pairs or a school of them I, I just real quick i stopped to get gas the other day and it, it wouldn't print the receipt i walked in and the guy i would my fishing gear on you know and pulling the boat and the guy said oh, did you do any good today i was like yeah we got three today we did a half day the other day and he's like three muskies you know and i said yeah three muskies he said oh are they starting to come out like out of what I don't know where the, they were coming out. The of. closet. I said, oh yeah, they're coming. Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, <laughs> starting... Oh yeah, oh yeah, they've been coming out. <laughs> <laughs> they that start was an odd one. Because yeah. the, there's a whole bunch of like un, a network <clears throat> of underground tunnels. 
Yeah, they yeah. start to come out when the water cools, I guess. No, I, would, I was odd. I'd never had anybody, I don't think, ask me that. Like, the big, yeah, the big musky run. You know, yeah. fin- they, they finally yeah. have migrated here. And... <laughs> yeah, hey, they're starting to come I, I've heard some crazy out. theories about river fish and where they oh, go. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Where? And this was from a fairly well-respected musky fisherman locally that a lot of people know. Oh, my. I think uh, I know who it is. I'm not going to. I'll go a little bit into this. Uh, while discussing the winter fishing with this guy, um, the the topic turned to where where do these fish go in the summer? And he's like, they're not there. I think they come up from this other river, which is sixty some miles south. Wow! Like these fish just nose upstream and go. <laughs> what a giant like salmon! Is. Yeah, like like salmon. And and I'm not going to go, that's not verbatim. I paraphrase because I'm trying to protect someone's identity if they ever were to listen to this. But it was more of Was it literally like 60 miles, though? But from from where I'm at to the mouth where this confluence, the Allegheny, it's like 65 miles in a car. That is, that's amazing. Yes. Long trip. Uh, maybe not 65 in a car, but it's at least 65 with the river, the way it snakes and ins and outs and this and that. And Those would be some skinny fish. I know. That's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, they, they, they don't do well with... Th- there are some studies show that those fish do move, but mm-hmm. I don't think they show seasonal movements of that long of a distance to so, have an unfished population yeah. come flying up to go there. Yeah. So let me ask you this then: Do was this dude going, or anybody going to this spot where they supposedly go in the summer for their vacation, and were they catching <laughs> them there? I I can't tell you where they were going for their summer fishing, but if all the fish that were in this area went were, if all the fish that I fish for when the water hits double nickels <laughs> were down. In this area, it would probably be Lake St. Clair, only River St. Clair, because this is not the only arm of this water, of this, you know, this, this drainage. Jeez. You know, so it to, more or less, if, if, if people are confused about this, his theory was there are very little resident fish that live in this section of river during the warmer months, and they come up when the water gets cold. From many miles. I do know that, you know, there is some seasonal movement to wintering holes. And, you know, fish could travel a couple miles, depending on where they set up a home range, to kind of come there to not die in Class 5 rapids. But instead, they could hang out (laughs) and and make it through the winter. But to actually be like, yep, time to uproot and go. And they just start going upstream. That's right. Zooming, baby. It, and if I had to do that, I'd try to do it in an hour. I'd swim as fast as I could. Oh, yeah. Because I hate to travel. To get to the next spot. You have to. <laughs> okay. That's wild. That, that that fish movement interests me, though. I know, Todd, you got, you got a fish that was like pretty far apart. 
in my estimation, you know, like a, a three, a two to three mile run of catching a fish in a different spot yeah. that you know is the same one as I'm Last like, man, that's year. pretty, that's pretty far, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the whole other side of the lake. I, I'm going to butcher this one, but I'm going to talk about walleye real quick. This is going back. Todd, you remember me telling you this story that they like caught and tagged some walleye on the, on the West side of Cleveland mm-hmm. and like in five days, a guy in Erie caught it. Yeah, not like, really. Like it, it traveled like 60, 70 miles in five days. Yeah. And an angler happened to catch it and, you know, reported the tag. Which, granted, what's a fish got to do? They don't have to pay taxes. They're just going to yeah. swim. They got to swim. Mm-hmm. And he, he set up as Cleveland. Yeah. He would, yeah, I mean, I don't blame that fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, you know, it, it's if all they have to do every day is swim and eat. I can see him making that, but that's still that's that's a journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Any any musky tags, Todd? That 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 Kawartha chain. Uh, mm-hmm. When you used to tag them, was anybody getting? Were they getting any data on those Kawartha fish that you know might have hit some crazy lock systems or went out? There? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, <clears throat> we had one that was tagged. I can't remember if it was spring or spring or fall but it ended up being like a year and a half later uh tagged on pigeon lake and it was caught in the georgian bay wow what they're tagging Man, that's crazy. It, which was that, that was many Man. many locks and i can't remember eight lakes three or four different lock systems how many miles guess oh i've i've it's kilometers up there i don't know clicks well <laughs> I mean, would you, would you say that's like a yeah. a uh, oh I mean a, a two hundred mile jump Pigeon lake to go down? It, it, you know, to leave Pigeon, it would go down the lake a couple miles to then through a lock system to get into Sturgeon and to get to the next lake. You're talking, I mean, that's a ten mile run, another five mile, fifteen mile run there. That's just to get through the one lake. Then it has to go into Cameron. Then it has to go through a river. Then it has to get into Balsam. Then it has to go from Balsam to the next one upstream. And there was others. It was. It's wild. Over a hundred, over a hundred miles. The the crazy thing about that is it was a fish made it through all of that and still bit someone's hook, and they were able to figure out. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. oh, this thing has a tag on it. You know, that's the craziest one, you know, and there, there was, there were some theories there, like, you know, and the fisheries said, well, the only other way it got there is if someone would have caught it down in the Corthas and, and you know, it, yeah. relocated it. And they said, there's probably a better chance that it, but it was a, you know, it was a tag. It was a tag with a number on it. Uh, a lot of those fish didn't move, you know, when, when, when we recaught them, there are some really good studies. You can probably look them up online. I mean, I've seen them in Muskie Hunter magazines over the years and, you know, there's a study that was done here on our lake, and you know some of those fish. If I recall, a lot of the times, you know, I saw a good one on Pawaki Lake, which is, I mean, it sort of reminds you of a miniature Chautauqua. Where there's a deeper end, uh, but that lake's through three thousand acres. I can't remember; it's not that big, but you know, there's a deeper end, shallower end, real weedy, and you know, most of those fish, if I from what I remember from that study, you know, they they set up home in one end or the other, you know, and they stayed, 
you know, I know on Chautauqua here, there was about one square mile where this big 40-pound female was, hundreds and hundreds of dots of where they found her. And she was out in the middle of that south basin and just in this little square. I'd love to be able to find that study again. But uh, And then some of the smaller males were all over the joint. So you have that too. Uh, you know, are the big, are those, once they get big, once the, you know, do the big females do that more often? But yeah, the one from Pewaukee Lake wasn't even that long ago. And uh, even on a small lake like that, they sort of set up home base. Nice. That's awesome. Neat stuff to look. I'm sure you can find that stuff online. Yeah. Well, Todd, what would you change about you? (laughs) (laughs) What would I change? I was thinking about this. I mean, I would, would, uh, as far as my fishing goes, I was really thinking, I, I don't know what I'd, I don't know what I'd do there. My change would be, I would leave western Pennsylvania, where we have a few lakes that have muskies, and just move to Canada. When, if you're really addicted to this sport, why not go to where there's a lake and every every couple miles filled with muskies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, relocate. And some people do. I mean, I sort of guess I've already done that. You know, some people relocate their fishing and fall in love with it enough they move from pittsburgh to erie hey yeah (laughs) some people you know move and set up businesses on lake st Clair. that's where they're if you want to catch them go there you know but uh yeah i guess it's a little different but see i just get the heck out of where i live to to move (laughs) i mean other than the fact that i i recently just moved i mean ignore ignore that and just kind of put me as like a pin on the map. I'm not sure there's a place that I'd want to be more than here. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of the waters I have around here have muskies. A lot of the property around here hold decent Pennsylvania deer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could go out in the, you know, the southern Midwest area and you got some really nice bucks, but not you're not so much fishing then you can go you know some of the other states that like yeah they got both really big bucks really big muskies then you hear about the regulations and all the bs that's put through and diseases and just Mm. just the combat fishing for spots and yeah okay well there's the appeal there and i can see why but i don't want to put up with the bs you know it's just i look around i'm like you know this seems to be like if you had one of them charts, and I don't even know what they are, where you have like three or four circles, and they overlap, and then there's that nice, happy little star in the middle mm-hmm. where all four hit, mm-hmm. I like I like it here. I think that that's that sweet little spot there. I've seen some big bucks, not a lot. I've caught a big, giant fish. Again, there's not too many. So there's a slight chance of those, but just about everything else that will keep you satisfied. Yeah. Vance, would you ever move? <laughs> I did, you know. That, oh, is that who Todd was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, yeah. I did move, you know. Big city life just wasn't for you? <laughs> no, I'm still a city boy, you know. I'm just up here 
with all the hillbillies trying to fit in. Hello. You know, I'm stuck in the woods, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm a go hard. But, you know, what I change about the way that I fish? Dude. I don't know. There's, you know. I gave you a half hour buffer. I know. I was just listening to, to all these awesome stories and my mind was kind of trailing off, you know. You've been playing with that grub all night. I don't know, man. I don't know what I would what would change, you know. Definitely change my boat, you know. I would definitely change my boat right now. You know, I, I just still... Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, not really, you know. <laughs> I don't want to sell the damn thing. But... um you know, I definitely would change my boat. I definitely would change my motor. Um, I really enjoy all the storage and whatnot. But I guess what I would change is, you know, downgrading with what I think I need out on that lake bait-wise. Uh, because I have so many baits. They're, they're just all over, and I do not... I do not need that many baits in my ar- arsenal for a day of fishing. You just cannot, you can't use that many in a day. Um, so I would definitely change that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Are you saying that because if in the future you look at a, another rig that might not have enough storage, you're convincing yourself that you don't need these? Right. Okay. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> because I can already tell you this right now. I carry way too many baits mm-hmm. on my boat. However, I just like the setup and I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. So I keep them in it. Yeah. But you kind of you brought up already that that bag that I have. Yeah, that's what you generally use. I mean, I and pretty much at the start of the day you know. before the first cast is even thrown, I take those three, four, five baits out. I throw them in that little corner area right in front of my console because those are the ones I'm going to grab. Yeah. And, but, yeah, pretty much it's, I mean, I'm even doing that with my hunting crap now. I'm not even walking, like I talked about using the broadheads as swords. Yeah. I'm not even walking in with my bag anymore. Right. I'm just, I'm tired of all this extra junk. Yeah. And so now I'm going from like Mr. Go-Go Gadget to how how little can I get by with mm-hmm. and not be lacking? Yeah, so I would change my boat. I mean, I think people are interested in it. Getting hold of Vance on Facebook. You know, it's still it's still a fantastic fishing machine. But uh, when I'm looking at new boats, that that's what I'm looking at is is storage where I can put all my stuff. Cup holders, and and I know that. I don't need all that storage because I don't need to take out uh, all those baits, giant 12-inch Canadian baits, you know. And, and, and But you just aren't, I'm not going to use them all the time. When I'm trolling, it's a six-rod spread for us, you know. That's six baits. So really what you're saying is 12 to 20 baits is going to be plenty for no, trolling? No, no. You know, I think I could I could probably knock out my live well and get by, where which is holds probably like nine of those big Plano boxes filled with lures. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, I could get by with that. That's what I would change. Yeah, Todd, do you have do you have any baits that like you you feel you have excess of? <laughs> oh, lots. Uh, that that text. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, yeah. I was. I'm. Yeah. I'm calling back. I'm like Mr. Callback tonight. Mm. Do you remember what those numbers were? And if if you do, do you want to just talk about the excess? It's 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 much excess. And there's no doubt. I'm I'm the same way. I can just I could go down to I could I can take a quarter of what I have. It all comes back to like you know. So you're you're up in Canada trolling, and I have two of those big planos which hold sixty five baits apiece plus. On board are another fifteen of the little white, or they're flambeaux. The, the plano the boxes. Green, yeah, oh, the big green, the, the big green uh, flambino. Tackle, yeah, yeah, whatever they're called. And uh, yeah, so there's two of those. They're holding sixty-five each, and there's you know another fifteen of the white planos back in the back thing, and I'm allowed to use one lure trolling in Canada. The only reason that you all that, that that I always took all that was because, you know, you get that occasional time where someone would say, Hey, there we just picked up four fish on a name of color, name of lure. Right. Everybody seems to want to have that on board. You know, that's the reason we got so many baits. Uh I'm not at the point where I could grab a couple bait. I could, I could, I could do that trip with eight baits. And this is all coming from what, bait what, makers. What, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is us. What we would want to change about the way that we fish. But that's uh, not going to change. I was going to say Vance says many times, people don't change. People don't change. Yeah. I believe. I believe that big time. I'm not, I don't give a heck what anybody thinks but people don't change i'm not going to change in that aspect i'm going to try to jam every single bait in whatever rig i'm in you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. i'm gonna at least for me carrying stuff i have cut way back mm. i do see that swinging back the other way and it's probably going to swing even further than where i was at you know before i said i'm cutting back mm-hmm. you ever go through those cycles it's like I'm carrying everything. I don't care. And then you you get you, you pack the boat full, and then you realize this is this is stupid. Why are we doing it like this? Then you take the bare minimum. Well, then well, I'm going to take this. This is new. Take that. Mm. This next thing oh, you know, yeah. you're even worse than where you started. Yeah. And then you just go right back to like yeah. bare necessities. And I do it every time I go home for a while. I look through all my planos and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this this time. I take this. Then I get up here and I go fishing the first day. I have everything so jam-packed filled that I cannot easily get the boxes out of the compartments because they're so full. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I grab a couple and say, okay, I'm going to put these in the truck and I'll put them in the camp for tonight. And then the next thing you know, I grab a couple more because it's still too overpacked. You know, Sometimes I'll switch them out during the day. But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's too, I just take way too much stuff. Yeah. And so. as Vance said, you know, people don't change and I'm not moving to Canada. Yeah. If I was really serious about 
passionate about musky fishing and what am I going to do? I'd just move there. The heck with this. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably going to not slow down because I'm too nutsy, nervous, and full of anxiety right now to slow down and enjoy mm-hmm. life. Maybe someday. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing really, you know, how, you know, there's nothing like a day on the water, boy. Nice and relaxing. You're out there. A bad day of fishing. Is better than a good day or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the heck. That's stuff that is not true at all. But um, there is nothing relaxing to me when I musky fish. It's hardcore. There's nothing no. relaxing about that at all, especially doing the charters. There is nothing relaxing no. about that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It is not relaxing at all. Trying to get people on fish, trying to get them to to do stuff correctly, teach, mm-hmm. and then you throw trolling into the into the mix. That is not one ounce lick of relaxing. The only time I get like me time is like, well, I'm unwinding for the day, and we've all just talked on the on the phone for an hour, and all caught up, which the three of us generally do. And I'm like, okay, it's midnight now. I have to be up at six. I have like an hour here. I'm just going to kick back and, you know, like watch Sports Center, which is terrible anyway nowadays. But <laughs> that's like the only time where I get to like relax, just kick, kick your feet up. We're out on the water all the time. But I think, Todd, you, you meant there's, there's not, nothing relaxing about no, targeting no. muskies. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. You know, and, uh, and it's, it's because of our, uh, Partly because of the business and partly just because, I mean, that's just, you know, you were, every time I went, it was like that next cast, you can't stop. Yeah. You know, now I know we take, we take people out that all the time, you know, cast for a while. Ah, I'm going to grab a sandwich. I'm going to sit down, get a drink or something. And that's not relaxing to me <laughs> because I'm sitting there looking and we're casting, we're supposed to be casting for muskies and, uh, you know, and I know that, that that's, you know, it's coming back to the same thing Andy's talking about. I guess I have a little bit of that, too, you know. If I'm sitting there and there's two guys casting and they're both taking a break and we're just drifting. You're I'm not like, catching a you, fish you know, by eating a no, sandwich. We, we, no, we need to. You, you can't do that. You can't take, you know. Yeah. Don't, you're not allowed to sit down and take a 10-minute break. In this What's boat. wrong with what you? I want to tell you. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to catch one? You know, you have to keep casting. Yeah. And, uh. Over the top with it, you know. I don't just sit there and, and, you know, I start getting nervous, you know. If it if the brakes are going, I'm like, hey, guys, what think you want to maybe want to troll a little bit? Uh. <laughs> I'm going to sit down <laughs> and have the sandwich, and Todd's already hitting the key and throwing a trolling <laughs> rod out. Yeah, well, we're going to troll. How long is it going to take you? Ten minutes? Okay, we got ten minutes. I'm going to go yeah. a 100-yard circle <laughs> here, and we'll end up right here. Yes, I have to keep the bait in the water, but yeah. yeah. I was... uh. I, w- I was doing that today. I was thinking about relaxing when I was out there. But then you came to your senses. No, I was. I was. Uh, I threw a little. I had a casting. I, I had a little five-inch Wiley, little Goldie. Did you put it on a bobber? No. Um, and I was like, I'm. I'm going to bounce to this next spot, and I tucked in way tight, and I just threw the the Wiley out there. And was like doing trolling speed. 
mm-hmm. and just holding the pole. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is how it used to be. This is how I used to do this way back when. In any any aspect of fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. Trolling for walleyes, pole in hand, tiller in the other, chilling, driving. I was like, this was so simple and nice. Was it simple and nice? It was. I mean, for that for that little that little thing, this big eagle came down. It was huge. It's amazing. Because you know, when you brought up the nothing about musky fishing is relaxing, I was thinking I'm like no, I know a time where it is. And then it's real easy to block out all the other crap that you're thinking about. But my perfect scenario that I've went through a million times on this show already, 55 degree water temperature, partly cloudy, a light breeze, you know, water's up, but it's clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's it. But then I think, oh, I am flying home from work, hooking up the boat, getting out there. I don't want these guys to see where I'm at, flying down, mm-hmm. getting in there. And if if it's later in the season, the weeds are dead, and you can see where I'm at, and all this other stuff just seems to just, it's easy to forget about. And like, oh, I'm finally here. Slow down and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But you just, you can't. Yeah. And then you're like, did I work through this spot too quick? We're like, well, what else could I do? I can't even turn the boat around. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to kick that boat, turn it off, and just float out there, take a nap. I've I've like been right there and doing that, and I'm just like, this is so nice. This is chill. I'm out on the water, not a care in the world. And then no muskies are caught when your eyes are closed. Exactly. And then that that kicks in. I'm like, wait, I should be casting. And then I hurry up and cast. <laughs> Crazy stuff what we put ourselves through. Yeah. For what? A fish that you throw back? Yeah. And if you take a photo, there's going to be 50% of the people saying you're holding it wrong. Yeah. And if you keep it, you might as well just delete your Facebook account. Oh, God. I know. Crazy stuff. Wild. Well... That's going to wrap it up for the last show on this hosting site. So I'm going to say it again. I'm going to now take this, load this one up, and then I'm going to start trying to do the transfer over. And hopefully it goes well. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, If you need updates, if there's anything notable, we'll have that on Facebook. So we're going to see how this goes. So fattyzmuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Todd and Vance, you want to book a trip? And Boss Shad, you can find him on Facebook. And uh, like the page because if you want a Boss Shad, you're definitely going to want to be quick with the mouse click. And I did not intentionally try to rhyme that. Hey, oh. So uh, keep in touch with Boss Shad that way. St. Croix Rods, best on earth. And. Hopefully you'll hear from us in a week or so. But we're not going nowhere. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.